Welcome to Unconventional Ways, a kinky podcast. I'm your host, Vibranium, and today we've been joined by the lovely Roulette. We're going to be talking Hi. about pet play. So, what is pet play and how does it work? So, pet play is when an individual um, acts out an animal mm-hmm. during BDSM sometimes majority of the time is sexual sometimes it could be non-sexual mm-hmm. but they act out that role okay mm-hmm. um and can you tell us the difference between pet play and furries so furries majority of the time is non-sexual that's the first thing mm-hmm. but there are some sexual furries also a furry is when you dress up like a pet either mascot costume whatever the case may be but you still have human characteristics versus mm-hmm. pet play is when you dress up as an animal and you act out that animal okay and pet play is mostly sexual okay um and what type of pet do you identify as within the lifestyle i identify as a fox okay mm-hmm. what what made you choose a fox and can you tell us about your fox personality when you take on that role so I chose a fox because the ideas of pets, most people are dogs, cats, ponies, mm-hmm. and none of those qualifications fit with me. I feel like I was kind of on the dog level, but kind of mm, untamed. Mm-hmm. So that pushed me more to the fox level okay. when I started. Okay. <laughs> Um, what was the second part of your question? Um, tell us about your, your fox's personality. So I think my fox personality is multiple personalities, but the majority of the time I'm mostly relaxed, mm-hmm. um, playful, uh, can be a little bit of a trickster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like to have fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and are you verbal or nonverbal um, as a fox? So um, most of the time, especially if I'm in that headspace mm-hmm. of pet play, and if I'm in the middle of a scene, I'm nonverbal. Um, and I actually enjoy being nonverbal probably more times than verbal. Why, why do you like nonverbal over verbal? So the fact of having a handler, mm-hmm. that takes away a lot of stress of having to make decisions having mm-hmm. to communicate having to make mm-hmm. like all of that is gone by being nonverbal, i could just be me and okay. do whatever i want i don't have to worry about entertaining or uh like i said making decisions or anything like that mm-hmm. i could just be me okay um so how long did it take you to feel comfortable and confident in being a fox especially as a black woman within this lifestyle so let's see, I started this lifestyle, I think 2015 mm-hmm. and um, it's taken, it has been a while. Mm-hmm. I would say it took about uh, at least a few years to be comfortable and out in the open mm-hmm. with this lifestyle. I think, um, especially as being a black woman, because we see that this lifestyle is mostly filled with other people mm-hmm. and 
there's always the idea of judgment mm -hmm. within this lifestyle. But um, once you get to the point of I'm going to be me unapologetically. Right. It was just second nature from there. Okay. Um, what are some of your favorite pet play activities as a fox? Uh, it would have to be horse playing, wrestling. That is probably one of my favorite activities. The second will probably be pranks. I pranks. like pranks. Yeah, you, do. you do like pranks. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. It's it's fun for everyone, especially for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How's it fun for everyone when you're pranking them? Because it's all in good spirit. And the idea that whoever I'm playing the prank on is going to try to get the one up, but it won't happen. Okay. So, <laughs> so you be ready for that payback, huh? <laughs> I try. I try. Okay. So you're dressed up all lovely today in your pet gear. Um, so can you tell us how, um, how do you wear your pet gear, your fox gear in public without raising too much uh, suspicion? Or have people question because I know we've been out and people you've had like your ears on and mm -hmm. people have um, commented on those. Um, but today you have on your paws, you have your collar, you have your mask on as well as your ears. So have you gone out like this in public or is this your when you turn into your fox and you you're around people that you're comfortable with or what, versus what do you feel comfortable with wearing in public to still have that persona or feel like you're still able to be that fox? So when I'm in vanilla spaces, I um, don't usually do the gloves, mm -hmm. um, but I definitely do my ears. Okay. And certain places I'll wear my collar. Um, I'm comfortable enough to do that because I've gotten over the fact of what other people think. Mm -hmm. So um, the mask, I really don't even wear my mask majority of the time during pet play events anyways mm. but um i definitely stick with the ears because most people just see it as a necessary they don't think oh this is what she's doing right um my collar is cute so i'm gonna wear it i don't care if it, it is, very, it is <laughs> a very lovely collar <laughs> um yeah i i just don't really worry about other people's comfortability right so you're doing this for you and they just got to deal with it at this point exactly and i i love that mm -hmm. um so okay so there, there are people who are getting into pet play but they don't have handlers or owners what's some advice do you have for them on how to kind of get more into pet play how to kind of get comfortable with it mm -hmm. as well as um going about looking for a handler or owner and vetting that person um to take on that role so i think the first step should be taking the quiz mm -hmm. and seeing what kind of pet you identify as if you don't already know um the second thing is research research that pet research these events research how it feels to dress up to be a pet research how it feels to go through a scene you know um i think once you get all that down and let's say hypothetically you identify as a dog mm -hmm. okay practice on your own when you wear the accessories of being a dog, do you feel that? Or do you just like, I'm doing it just because everyone else is doing it, you know? You right. should feel it honestly right. in whatever animal you choose to be. When it comes to getting a handler or owner, I say be very careful. I tell that anybody, even outside of pet play, 
anybody mm -hmm. in BDSM, be careful, right. do your research, vet them, see what they know, see what their knowledge is, especially about handlers and owners, because majority of the time they identify as D-type doms. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to get in a situation where somebody's like, I am a handler and have no idea what's going on and refuse to learn, you know? Right. So you just want to make sure that if they don't know that they're willing to learn mm -hmm. and that they keep your safety in mind at all times because there's certain things during pet play that can be dangerous you know um so you want to make sure that they understand what's okay what's not okay you know your basics what's your safe words you know um, when you're feeling some type of way while in pet play, how to pull you out of that space mm -hmm. and also how to put you into that space. Um, don't rush finding a handler or owner. Just let it come naturally. Um, when you do find one, just, you know, talk over everything. And also, even though most pets or S types don't do this, make up your own 30 day contract of what's okay, what's not okay, what do you expect, what do you want out of this? Mm -hmm. So all parties are understanding of what they're getting into. Right, okay. Um, and what are some some safety concerns that people should look out for when doing pet play? So safety concerns, you have to understand that sometimes pet play falls under the umbrella of humiliation. Yep. So you always wanna make sure the other person has your best interests at heart. So when going out for walks, for example, it could be seen as degrading because it falls under that, mm -hmm. but are you enjoying yourself? Right. Are both parties enjoying themselves? Because if it's something that you're going on a walk and you're not comfortable, but the your other party is forcing you to do that, that's a red flag. You know, if it's wearing a collar mm -hmm. and you're not quite there yet to be owned or handled, that's right. a red flag, right. you know? If it's um, being on all fours, that is a safety concern. You gotta make sure you massage it out, exercise it out. Uh, there's so many things, like most pets sit on the ground. You gotta make sure you're continuously being physically ready to do all that. Mm -hmm. Some pets go into kennels and do kennel training. And if it's not something you can physically do, that's a safety concern especially with trust if I being practice kennel training and I don't have if I don't feel like my handler is trustworthy and I'm being locked in this kennel for whatever amount of time mm -hmm. that needs to be talked about the right. time frame what is my safe word how long I could be in there um, if I'm even comfortable with this mm. so there's a lot of things so you mentioned um getting into um pep getting into that mindset and coming out of it what what's your method of getting into um, pet play headspace and then coming out of the headspace so usually as soon as i put on some type of gear i start to get into that headspace of mm -hmm. pet play um especially when it comes to my ears or my collar okay so um if i need a little bit more of a boost getting into that it could rely on my handler to hopefully push me into that space. Okay. Now, once I'm in that space and it's time for me to get out of that space, especially if I'm incoherent, 
then that comes on the handler's responsibility of I'm in a safe space, you know, um, the scene is over. What do I need to help me come back to being a human? You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, do I need um, aftercare mm -hmm. to help bring me out of that space safely, calmly, and not just jerking me out of it, you know? Right. So uh, there's different ways to do that. It could be like my aftercare, for example, could be cuddles, chocolate. It could just be having a conversation of how I enjoyed that, what needs to be worked on, whatever the case may be. Um, oh, there's so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. It but is. It's, it's something that people have to think about because mm -hmm. it's, it's not something you can do just overnight or exactly. expect that it's going to go perfect. Mm -hmm. um, what, what are some myths that you would like to dispel about pet play because people have all kind of mm -hmm. people have different thoughts and stigmas towards people who um are within bdsm and kink mm -hmm. and they may have even more different stigmas or myths about pet play um what are some things you would probably like to clear up or just kind of dispel um so even though being a pet is being under the s type category mm -hmm. the submissive category you always still have a voice. Yes. I can't stand when you meet a D type and they shut out their submissive's voice. Mm. At the end of the day, if the submissive doesn't want to do this or that, that's the end of question, end right. of discussion, whatever the case may be. Also, um, pet play shouldn't be seen as like the lowest of everything right, like right. it's really fun it's it's different it's it's exciting it's eccentric it brings more of the primal energy out of you which mm -hmm. is a whole nother topic <laughs> but um it's thrilling you don't mm -hmm. have to look at it as oh i have to sit here and be at my dom side all day every day 24 7 you know what i'm saying and it's all about his or hers wishes right no it's everyone's wishes what do they all plan to get out of this also you do not have to have a handler to be a pet you can be a pet just free as much as you want to be you can build a pack where there's multiple pets and maybe somebody is an alpha pet and okay. their job is to watch over and help guide all the other pets that's in the pack so there's always that. Um, you don't always have to stick with just being one pet. You can switch it up. If you feel like being a dog today and you're getting that energy, but then maybe the next time you're having cat-like energy, mm -hmm. that's fine. You don't have to stay with being one thing. Okay. So have you had any bad pet play experiences? Hmm. Bad pet play experiences. Yes. So it might have been when I was freshly doing this. It might have been maybe either 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. So I was either a year or two in. And I was uh, vetting a D-type. Mm -hmm. And they was like, oh, um, what did they say? I think they got off on slapping, slight, slight slaps or something like okay. that, right? Yeah. And that was their kink, whatever the case may be. No judgment. But I was like, that's not my kink. Right. I I don't like anything physical going on, uh, especially in the face region. It was mm -hmm. like, well, this is what I want to do. So mm -hmm. 
this is what we're going to do. And I was like, uh, no, this obviously this negotiation is done and that's it. And I think a lot of pets and submissives, if they were in my shoes, would have just accepted it. Because honestly, most submissives and pets have already that mentality of being a yes person. Right. And so uh, you just got to be careful about that and be able to stand up for yourself and let them know this is not okay. This is not what I want. This is not what I negotiated. And uh, if you can't get with that, there's anyone else. <laughs> right. Def definitely find someone else if the, the right person won't do it. Yep. Exactly. So just one more. What's, what's your ideal pet play scene or scenario um, that you that you wanted to do? Mm. I would say a hunt. Okay. Um, as identifying as a fox, I would love to go on a hunt where a handler is trying to find me. Mm -hmm. And of course, this is during a scene. I'm engaging, I'm running, I'm hiding, whatever the case may be. And at the end of the scene, I am found where it can go into something sexual, it can go into something impact, it can go into whatever, but just the idea of a hunt being hunted, okay. I think that would be an awesome scene to do one okay. day. Sounds like something that needs to be set up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so do you have any, any final tips or words for people who are getting into pet play or interested in starting up in pet play? Um, I would say reach out to a group. Mm -hmm. um, I would say do your research. Mm -hmm. I would say uh, definitely take a test to see where you are as far as pet play. Mm -hmm. And I would say if you do find a handler mm -hmm. and you want to go th through with them, make sure you vet them. Make sure if they say they're large in the community, ask other people. Hey, have right. you heard of this person? Um, have you heard good things? Have you heard bad things? Like, whatever the case may be. Um, sign up for Fet Life. Easy way to start off. Mm -hmm. um, and just enjoy yourself. Right. Don't harbor on, oh, I got to do it this way. I got to do it that way. Da, da, da. Just, it's, it's meant to be enjoyable. It's not, to, it's not meant to be like a whole nother job mm -hmm. where you're stressed in it. No, it's meant to be enjoyable. Have fun. Well, this has been another episode of Unconventional Ways, a kinky podcast mm -hmm. brought to you by Apex Media, as well as House of Soul. I've been your host, Vibranium, and this is the lovely Roulette R. Fox. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh -huh.